Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. This is honestly like the best podcast theme song I've ever heard. It will get stuck in your head forever. It probably it's, is now. It probably That's is. It. That's it's it. Over. it. This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Monday we talk travel and money. Ultimate travel hacking tips and destination advice recorded on location. We also interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Travel Mondays, episode 045. In this episode, we visit the Philippines, stay in a 300-bed dorm, and we party it up at Asia's most flamboyant festival, the Mascara Festival. Mascara, it's all about the music, it's all about the dancing, most importantly, it's all about the smiles. We also discuss everything you need to know about using Airbnb. to the show everybody hello 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 what's happening in the land of wherever you are oh you can't answer me there's no feedback no i can't hear anything no no one's no one's talking back to me ah tweet us tweet us my travel freedom let us know where you are what you're doing what's happening yeah what's going on with you so we've got news news jingle news 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 News. News. All right, news. Big news and, well, annoying news, really, this week. Uh, annoying for Americans, at least. Partially annoying for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, we discovered the other day, thank you to someone who tweeted us to let us know. See, that's why Twitter's so good. You yes. can just, like, get stuff back and forward. Uh, but, yeah, they let us know that it is apparently not possible for U.S. citizens to use our World Nomads discount code. Yeah. Um, it's not just because it's our discount code. It is a federal law in the U.S. that companies of this kind, which are like financial-based companies, they are not allowed to offer discount codes. No. Uh, we didn't know this. Uh, even the people at World Nomads Australia no, hadn't I, really thought about it like, when we switched find them. Out. And they're like, oh crap, yeah, it's like federal law. So um, yeah, if you are a regular listener, you know that we do have the discount code from World Nomads. We're really sorry. Yeah, if um, you're American, you can't use it legally. Your country cannot use it. Right to your representative or something and say, what the hell? I don't get a discount on insurance and everyone else in the world does? Like, seriously? Yeah. Because that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. So that's Yeah, we are really sorry about that. And that does really suck for you guys. Um, so, but just a reminder to all the non-US citizens, you can definitely get your 5% discount off your next World Nomads travel insurance with the code WN5DP. Yeah. still possible. So the good news is, although 65% of our audience are based in the US and you won't be allowed to use this, and we've Sorry. just found it out, the other 35% of the people listening right now, uh, you can use it. And it helps us keep our sponsorship up. And thanks to all of those of you in that 35% who have used it over the last few months, because that has continued our sponsorship for another round. We have signed so up for another round with World Nomads. We are still fantastic. going. We love working with them. So yeah, thanks to all you guys for actually using our code. Save yourself 5% if you yeah. can. But for all of those whose crazy government has deemed it illegal to get a discount on insurance, 
Uh, we still would really appreciate your support for the show by using our affiliate link, which is travelfreedompodcast.com slash worldnomads. Nice and easy. It doesn't change the price of your insurance. We're really sorry. But yeah. uh, it does give us a bit of a, a kickback for uh, referring you guys. So it does mean that we can uh, continue running the show. Yeah. And you don't pay more by using our affiliate link. The price is the same regardless. With the affiliate link, we get 10%. Without the affiliate link, World Nomad keeps that 10% for Someone themselves. Someone might as well come to us so we yeah. can buy some wine and make bagels. We made bagels yesterday. Oh, that should be in the news. Bagels, we made yeah. homemade bagels. Homemade. We just can't get bagels in Romania. Really, I haven't oh, we seen haven't them. found them. Definitely not in a supermarket anyway. No, so we made our own and they were awesome. That's, <sighs> that's another thing. Yeah, with salmon and cream cheese. Oh, so good. Oh, it was good. So good. Anyway, so, off topic. Okay, so anyway, that's the World Nomad stuff. In business news, we've been getting some nice feedback on our new site, Backpacking for Beginners, getting people coming on there, leaving comments and shit like that. So that's cool. You know, it's yeah. actually happening. It, Things yeah, are starting to buzz. Yeah, we've got some really good feedback and it's going really well. And we're also hoping to have the new website for the Travel Freedom Podcast out hopefully by this week. Yep. It's going to look so, so pretty. Maybe the end of the week, maybe the start of next week, but it's, uh, it's coming. And uh, the one... Good thing is, of course, it means it's all going to be really organized. It's a really cool theme and it's just, you'll find the show notes so much easier and the episodes like embedded at the top of every post. And oh, it's, a, it's a much cleaner theme than just using our regular blog theme, yeah. which is not designed for podcasting, obviously. Not at all. So this does mean that the current book that is available, The Five Steps to Kickstarting Your Dream Lifestyle, it is no longer going to be free. Yeah. So if you want if you haven't got it, why haven't you got it? Yeah, you should have got it. You should why? have signed up to our email list and got your free copy already. Well, it's okay. Maybe you uh, just joined us on the Travel Freedom Podcast. So we'll forgive you. But yeah, just head to travelfreedompodcast.com slash dream lifestyle and get that book before the end of the week before you then have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. we don't mind. You can wait and then pay for it. We don't care. Get it within the next couple of days, really, because this might all be changed by Wednesday. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, we're not sure on the exact time schedule. It depends what else happens to us work-wise in the next few days. But yes, by so Friday, it's probably definitely going to be gone. Yeah. But even though that is no longer going to be a free product, we are going to have a different product to replace it. We'll announce that next Monday. Yeah, it's very exciting. So anyone yeah. joining up on our mailing list will get that new one. Yeah. Plus the old product will still be available. You're just going to pay $7 for it. Yes. So, you know, why pay 7 bucks? Well, you can pay us 7 bucks if you want. We don't mind. Send us a donation. But you can get it for free if you do that in the next couple of days. Yeah. So um, other news, talking of food, uh, we're, yeah, we're still in Bucharest and we found out we can buy a whole 2.1 kilo duck that's about five pounds for seven US dollars in the supermarket that's just around the corner from insane. us we couldn't believe the price yeah so seven dollars we're gonna have duck we're gonna spoil ourselves with duck this week yes I, I haven't had so. duck since Prague mmm duck is ages. so good duck is the best of the birds although goose Goose and duck, very, oh, very real, up there. They all just have tasty, tasty nom nom. Especially times. when you have them with wine, and good wine here is about two to three dollars a bottle. And I'm talking about like proper wine with a bit of depth of flavor and color, and not like two buck chuck, sort of the cheapest shit. We're talking about actual wine, Romanian made wine as well. Yes. So there's been a little bit of indulging. Not that that's surprising when it comes to us, but. We have been indulging a little bit in the wine and in yes. the food. And, yeah. and we've been making up for that by exercising almost every single day oh since we got God, here. Yeah. And losing weight. Yes. This hasn't happened in a while. It's ouchy, painful times, but it's worth it. I'm feeling really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, feel healthier, even with the wine drinking, the uh, the exercises counteracting yeah. all of those toxins. So, so staying good. fit while traveling is a really big issue, actually. A lot of people struggle with this. Some people are just 
really great with fitness and they just go yeah i just i go for a run every day because that's what i do and i'm like fuck that i don't run that's no i'm going to the donut shop exactly i'm gonna have a sleep in and then i'm gonna cook myself a fry up and and i don't know then i'm gonna work in front of my computer or go sightseeing or something that's generally what happens so it's not always easy to stay fit on the road so uh in an upcoming episode i think it's going to be episode 49 should be 49 if everything goes to plan we're going to have a bit of a chat about this and some of the best ways that we manage to keep it together on the road yep 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 okay well that's the end of the news quite a long news segment today what have we got coming up in this episode we are talking about airbnb a little bit later on uh, remember, if you want to get your 25 credits, $25 credit or pounds, euros, 16 pounds, I think it is at the moment, whichever currency you're using, if you join up to Airbnb using our link, your first day you will get a big discount. Travelfreedompodcast.com slash air. We'll remind you of that later when we talk a bit more about Airbnb because we've got a full rundown today. Someone emailed me and, well, Jack emailed me, we'll talk about him later as well, and asked if we could do a full rundown on Airbnb because they've never used it and a lot of podcasters don't really seem to talk about it, they reckon. So we're like, well, we'll talk about it. Except the place that's get paid for your pad. Well, yeah, get, get paid, paid for, for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. This is honestly like the best podcast theme song I've ever heard. It will get stuck in your head forever. It probably it's, is now. It probably that's is. It. That's it's it. Over. You're done. You'll be like walking down the street later today going, get paid for your pad. So obviously their podcast is a bit different because they're just talking about actually renting, renting out your place yeah. and making money from it. But we're going to talk about actually staying in Airbnb. Yeah, so what's it like to stay in Airbnb? Some of our tips, like, you know, hosts that we've dealt with that have been awesome, a couple that haven't been as awesome, you know, how to sort out those problems. Uh, loads of stuff. We've got loads of experience doing it because we've been doing it for almost two years. So we were there much earlier on and we've been out there and it's been happening. Yeah, but let's set the scene for our first Airbnb because we were in the Philippines and we were heading to Bacolod for the Mascara Festival. Yes, so this all sort of ties in together. Today, our other topic, our travel topic is the Mascara Festival in Bacolod which is this huge festival. It's a bit like the Carnival in South America. It's people dancing around in masks and crazy costumes. We'll go into some details on that in a few minutes. But uh, we were heading over to Bacolod a couple of years ago now, as I say. This was in our first sort of six months of travel, October. It's October when the festival happens every year. So that's really important to, if you want to go and do it this year, book yourself in for October. The best part of it, we reckon, is the last couple of days, but it is on for like three weeks. But check out the dates online, do a search on Google, you'll find some more information on that. Um, We'll put some stuff in the show notes as well. But Bacolod is a major city on the island of Negros, which is part of the Visayas. It's one of the islands in central Philippines, and it's just north of Cebu. It's actually a huge island. If you rode the bus from the north all the way down to the south, it's at least 10 hours riding the bus. We did most of that trip ourselves, but not all of it. Yeah. Um, but we didn't come on a bus to Bacolod. We actually came on an overnight ferry. <laughs> Which is quite an experience in itself. I think this might call for Story this Corner. This could be a Story Corner situation, actually. It might be. Okay. okay. Hot Story Corner! <laughs> it's, um, I'm not sure why Japanese came out today. I do not know. But Japan is near the Philippines, and it's also an island. It is an island, I'll give you that. Uh, that's the best I've got. I've I can't... never heard anyone in the Philippines talk that way. No, but Japanese tourists to the Philippines might yeah. talk that way. Uh, anyway, Japanese story corner in the Philippines. So we booked up two tickets for our 24-hour ride with Travel2Go.com. Ph. Travel2Go is one of the ferry companies. We'll put the link in the show notes. 
It only costs 20 US dollars per person, including all luggage, a bed, meals. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. That's probably cheaper than flying. Oh, totally. But you also get to, you know, sail by the island. Yeah. And you get to hang out on deck and, you know, just sort of enjoy that whole experience. Yeah, I mean, 24 hours is quite a long ride, so it's you're not going to save any time by doing it. But you it do was, sleep a lot of the time. You right? would spend quite a lot of time sleeping. Speaking of the sleeping arrangements... So we turn up and we get on and discover that this sleeping cabin that we're in, it's not really a cabin as such, it's more it's of a, a massive warehouse. hall. It's huge. 300 people, I reckon. That was about my estimate, somewhere between two and 300 people. I've never people. seen so many bunk beds in it's my life. It's the biggest dorm. And as you guys probably know, we don't really stay in dorms. We sleep on public transport sometimes. That's something we've done. And so we're like, okay, we're going on a ferry. It's going to be some sort of dorm situation, fine. And uh, yeah, it was epic. I've never seen anything like it. Well, that's for the cheap ones. You can get like private rooms. And there stuff, were rooms that cost about three times the price that were like sort of eight people in a room or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, even though we had booked like beds side by side. Well, the numbers were side by side. The numbers were side by side, but it turns out that like, Tom was 13 and I was 14 and 13 was on one side of the room and 14 was all the way over on the yeah. other side of first bed of the next, First bed of the next, next row. row. So we're like, oh, good. Goody, goody. That's awesome. So we're about 50 meters away from each other. <laughs> And uh, that was quite random. But the good thing is, actually, the Filipino people are absolutely lovely and they will go out of their way to make sure that you're happy and comfortable and that, you know, if they can help you out in any way, they will go out of their way to do it. Yeah, uh, everyone was really nice. We didn't have any sort of concerns about leaving our stuff on the beds. I mean, we kept our laptops and wallets with us, but we weren't really worried about various clothes and stuff. Everyone there's really friendly and really honest. We love that. But this trip was obviously for the Mascara Festival. They actually made an effort on the ferry to make this the Mascara Cruise. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a Mascara Cruise. Yeah. So they've got these DJs on. They actually had international DJs. So aside from us as foreigners, pretty much the only other foreigners on the boat were With like the DJs, the DJs and yeah. a couple of their entourage. They all had like 10 people of entourage. <laughs> there like, a few egos getting around. Yeah, actually. there was quite a few egos getting around. But yeah, they had some radio DJ who runs like the English language radio in Manila, one of the big channels. So he's a big star. I don't even know what his name is. Because like, well, I, mean, I don't give care. A shit. But, <laughs> but by, you know, like 10 o'clock that night, booze had been flowing and we were like oh you know maybe we'll go check it out we'll see what's going on we've been talking to people all night but they wanted 10 bucks for us to get in and we sort of like peeked in the door and it was like a half empty like do you remember like the school discos that you go to <laughs> when you're a kid you're so like, some trestle oh, tables set up yeah. one side with like sausages on a stick and some peanuts <laughs> party pies and yeah the party pies and like hardly any people in there, three tables, and the music well, just absolutely blasting. Most of the people on that ferry were just trying to get somewhere. They, they weren't were, They there. probably came from Bacalord or their families yeah. were in Bacalord and they were going there for the festival to visit, to visit their families. It wasn't a bunch of ravers, that's for sure. No. So it was a pretty much empty room. We're like, yeah, we're not paying $10 to stand in here and stand in silence because we wouldn't be able to talk to each other and just be all loud music. But that's okay because we just spent a lot of the time hanging out in the general foyer kind area and yeah, uh, people, chat to people. People randomly sat down and went, oh, hey, you're not from the Philippines. How's it going? We're like, yeah, yeah we're doing all right. We're good. And like some drunk guy who didn't really speak English continued trying to make oh, a conversation yeah. and asking like the same thing. We're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but this conversation is not going anywhere. It's when it gets really awkward and it's like, I think we need to go to the toilet <laughs> at the same time. Bye, yeah. bye, drunk dude. <laughs> so 
So <laughs> is that really awkward? I gotta go now. But people were pretty friendly overall. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, you're paying like a dollar something for a can of beer from well, the little the convenience store. The problem was that guy was like, I think he had a little bit of English, but the more he drank, the worse <laughs> his English became. And we yeah. weren't keeping up with his drinking in order for our, you know, interpretation skills to have drunken, <laughs> drunken language to keep up with him. So that was the problem. Anyway, by about 2 a.m., I think he'd probably gone by then, but we were like, we've had a few beers in the foyer, we've met a few random people, let's go to bed. Um, but this big dance party, which only had like 50 people out of the 2,000 on the whole ferry who were actually at it, decided they would keep blasting out music till 5 a.m. And of course, our, our bunk room of 300 people was directly above <laughs> this nightclub thing. Yeah. So it was just pound, 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 pound the whole time. So to compensate, yeah. everyone, well, I mean, no one was getting any No one was sleep, really so going to go to sleep. everyone turned all the televisions up because they were playing movies all night long. And so everyone turned the TVs up so you couldn't hear the doof, doof, doof. And it's like, I'm so glad we travel with eye masks and earplugs because it's just, I can't say this enough, how yeah. much this has saved us. The most important thing for sleep, eye mask and earplugs, 100%. If I was told, like, you can only travel with one thing, apart from a laptop, I guess I'd need that for Well, it's work. like that desert island thing. It's like, you know, you can only take five things. And it's like, yeah. I'm asking if, well, you might need... Well, you wouldn't have Wi-Fi on a desert island. island, so I'd probably... And the battery's not going to get charged, so you'd be taking a laptop to use it for four hours, and then it would be done. Yeah. So probably I would take I'm asking earplugs. Yeah. For sure. They're right up on my travel list. Desert Island travel Do not list. go anywhere without them. It wasn't really enough to sleep through all of that noise, but it was something. So yeah, there you go. Travel is not all glamour. No, but the good news is we arrived in Bacalod Port uh, the next day, and that's where we met up with our Airbnb host. Our See? very first oh, ever Airbnb host. It's all linking together. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. They actually came and picked us up from the town. You know, paid, that was really we paid nice them like them. $3 or something to come pick us up, which was a bit cheaper than a taxi even, so that was really nice. And it was cool, because it was just like this dude's Jeep, and he's like, get in the back, and we're like, yes! Yep. I love riding around in the back of a Jeep. It's illegal in some countries, but like in Hawaii, when I was in Hawaii, you could ride around in the back of the yeah, like in the back of a Jeep or a pickup. And I'm like, this is so cool, it's so much fun. So much like fun. who cares about rules? Yeah. Rules and laws are crazy. But the reason why we had actually um, teamed up with this particular Airbnb host was as we said, the mascara festival was going on and there was actually no accommodation anywhere near the center. We didn't know the mascara festival existed. We started looking stuff up about a week before we went to the Philippines. It was a last minute thing. Yeah. We were like, oh, look, let's go. Yeah, we're like, holy shit, we arrive in Manila. And then two days later, there's this massive festival. And it's like the culmination. It's the end of the festival. It's going to be huge. We didn't have a clue. We're like, well, okay, let's book a flight. Oh, there's no flights. Yeah, well, there are flights, but they're now like $100 because really exactly. it's like five days notice. So we're like, oh, what's the other options? Let's get a ferry. 20 bucks for the ferry. We're like, shit, we're going. That's it. Now let's get some accommodation. Oh, oh, there's no there's accommodation. Every single hotel Correct. and guest house online is booked out. Either way, we're going to turn up and find out we can't get anything and then we're screwed or we're going to turn up and just have to take whatever shithole we find. So it was at that point we went, well, this Airbnb thing, we've been talking about this for a while. Let's go and have a look at that and see how it works. Yeah, and this was like 2013. So this is where, you know, Airbnb was just really yeah. People starting. knew about it. There's stuff on there, maybe more in Europe and Australia and America, but in Asia, there's barely anything. And now there is obviously a lot more in Asia than there was two years ago. But yeah, we were really lucky. We went, okay, Okay, there's one place, it's $15 a night, and it's not too far from the city center compared to having to be like, I think the next best thing was like way out of town and like $50 a night. It's like shit, they got no reviews, they've never had anyone stay there, let's just take a gamble on our first Airbnb experience. It's the Philippines, everyone's really nice, everyone's really honest, so it's gonna be fine. Yeah. And it was awesome! 
Uh, they almost took too yeah, too good, good care, care of, us. of us. They were amazing. So although the place didn't have Wi-Fi, they did have a desktop computer. Yeah. That mostly, we think it was just set up so their son could play like old video games. Just <laughs> like, play like online little games, like running some little character around in a web browser thing. It's yeah, it like was free really games, Free games on, on Google or whatever. Yeah, but we could check out emails and stuff online. And, you know, most of the time we wanted to spend out at the festival anyway, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, we had the, aircon in the room. We did, and that was really necessary because it was sticky. Yeah, Everything, it was it's hot. always sticky. Yeah, it's things. tropical, you know, it's hot. One downside, and we did know this in advance turning up, was that the water had been cut off by the government for... Uh, for the whole area. Well, that whole little uh, region, that area. little district there. I think they were doing some works or something. And They seem to think that the government does this all the time. It's like they take it in turns to cut water off in different areas or something. It's, uh, I don't know. No, it's confusing. I don't stuff. But, but they brought us in this massive bucket of water every day that we could use for showering. So naturally, yes, we didn't have any hot water, but... It was so hot you didn't need hot water. No. And we didn't care that we had to use a bucket to flush the toilet. Like, we've done that before uh, in other places. You get that it in was... budget guest houses and stuff anyway. Exactly. In Asia. It's normal. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was fine. And it was a really nice room and a nice bathroom. It's just that they had to bring the water in every day. Yep. And But they also gave us breakfast every day. We had, like, local sticky rice cooked up, wrapped in a palm leaf. Yeah, like steamed. Yeah, steamed, yeah, steamed in a palm leaf. It was very nice. Yeah, really good. And that was included. I don't think we were even expecting breakfast. That was a surprise. No. No, but that is some things, even though it is like Airbnb, not everything is a and b Like sometimes it'll stay if you get breakfast or not, but you won't always get breakfast. Yeah, but yeah, it was really cool. They were so eager to please. They took us out. It, the whole family were there. Like different people took us out. One time it was like the, the uncle took us out and then the mother took us out. And she it took us like to like some knees, street food so, restaurant and showed yeah. us around the town a little bit. Showed us how to use the jeepneys. Yeah. Just the little um, local multi-taxi I guess yeah it's like a, it's like a tuk-tuk but it's more like a motorbike with a sidecar and they're really no the big jeepneys oh the big jeepneys yeah there's the you've got the big jeepneys in the Philippines which is like a, a truck covered truck it's like a school bus it's like a school bus and they just Small wait until bus. they fill up and they just, yeah, pick, they, they just pick people up along the way and people get off and people get on it's a very crowded experience yeah but it's really you cheap. get cozy with people you know you're paying seven pesos for a short ride which is like oh I don't know 20 cents or something yeah um, yeah, and then the moto taxis are the, the little tuk-tuk type things that are really convenient to get around. They're also very cheap. The drivers are so, so honest. They were like, oh, how much do you want to pay? We're like, we stayed at just the regular rate because we've been there for a while. And they're like, yeah, okay. They're yeah, no, with you. we didn't have They're just like, no, we just give you the regular rate that most people get. And we just paid them extra as tips because we're like, this is almost... This is almost unfair that we're paying the local rate. Most countries try to rip us off. This is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, this first Airbnb experience was really good. We're going to get into some serious details, specifics Airbnb about Airbnb tips, after yeah. the rest of our backlog information. Um, well, that's coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, but so yeah, let's talk about mascara. We're there for the festival. Normally around the 20th of October is when the big dance competition happens at the end. This is like the finale. This is when everyone competes. And they're like, Yes. We're going to win. It's a big honor to actually oh, yes. win. They get really excited. The origins of the festival are actually a little bit sad. The Philippines doesn't have a huge, shall we say, luck. They don't do very well when it comes well, to ferry safety. They have really bad weather and they're right in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. So, So yeah. anyway, back in the 80s, they had a huge ferry disaster. And the fact, yeah, that we arrived by ferry is somewhat poignant because 
you had me like checking out every single bloody We're lifeboat like, in an emergency exit on that whole fucking ship. We <laughs> had great weather, so it, it was, was fine for us. But yeah, the disaster killed a lot of people who were from Bacolod. And on top of that, the economy in the area was really bad at the time. So the mayor decided that he wanted to cheer his his people up. So he created the Festival of Smiles. Yeah, loads and loads of young people dress up in these amazingly colorful costumes. I mean, think Rio Carnival. You've probably seen photos of that before. It's the same sort of crazy dressing up. It's yeah. just all it's different colors. It's not half-assed in any way. No, no, they really make an effort on this. And they have this competition right at the end where they all do these choreographed dances. You're talking about like 30 or so people in each team doing a dance all together. It's really, really quite impressive and they take it very, very seriously. But also they have a lot of fun because everyone's fun in the Philippines. Exactly. It's more fun in the Philippines. That's like the, That's the, the headline, the slogan for yeah. the Philippines. But let's do some clips. Let's okay. do some live clips whilst we're here so you can get more of an idea of the, the sense and the feeling of the Mascara Festival. Mascara, it's all about the music. So yeah, it's pretty vibrant, it's pretty intense, it's it's all happening, it's very full on. We loved it. Lots of photos and videos of all of that going on and all the colours and all the costumes will be in the show notes for this episode, travelfriendpodcast.com slash 045. But yeah, it's like a carnival situation. Yeah, so they actually, aside from the arena where they actually, the judges watch the main dance and then they choose who the winner is from that, they do street performances all the way through. So it's like a parade all the way through the streets where they are dancing their asses off from beginning to end. And then once they get to the end, they've got to just really pull it out so that they can impress the judges. Yeah, and it's hot. I mean, it's tropical heat hot. It's really hot. It's really hot. So yeah, we did see a number of dancers actually faint. As we mentioned in the clip, people were fainting. It just happened. Yeah, just halfway through a choreographed dance, someone near the back just falls over and they help them off and the other guys keep going. Well, they'll hire people to like, yeah. just run out, grab them, and like, you know, your, your medical people to help them out. Yeah, and we had a press pass for this. So we were actually in the sort of VIP area we met a guy in a church who had two press passes and he was like, one. we don't really need two because my wife will just come in with me and they'll just let her in because I've got one. And we're like, that's cool because we're bloggers and photographers and we just got this new DSLR camera and we want to go and take awesome photos. He's like, yeah, just have one of my press passes. Yeah, so we didn't even have to go and apply for it. Although he told us the application process was quite easy. Just prove that you're like a, a blogger and yeah. turn up to the council office and just ask for one. And yeah, so it's pretty easy. If you're a blogger and you want to go there this year, just make sure you get a press pass because why not? You we get got a better into, view. We got a much better view. We got into a lot of areas. We got through the crowds really easily because we just showed the press pass to security and they like waved us through and you know, like we were getting out into the procession. You could interview people as you well. You could interview people. While they were waiting to go off and do their final dance, there was a bit of a, 
a wait period where they stopped and relaxed and had drinks and whatnot. And so we could actually interview a few of them, which was really cool. Yeah. But just being able to get into the main procession, because normally they were making stand, like people who were just standing by watching, they were like, you know, you've got to stay behind this line. But we'd just show the press pass and they let us into the middle of the street and we could get all the best angles on photos. Yeah. Really so yeah, cool. lots of really cool photos with that. And yeah, do take a look at the show notes. So anyway, although dancers were fainting, we weren't because we weren't dancing. So we figured, well, might as well have a beer, right? It was still hot. It was hot. And hot is a time when we like to have a beer. Mm. Nice cold beer. Unfortunately, in the Philippines, nice cold beer is available everywhere. They are not restrictive on the beer. You can get it in corner stores and everything. So it's really, really simple. Well, they had like this big food hall that we went into with oh, yeah. food and alcohol. But we decided to try the Red Horse beer. Yeah. 6.9. Yeah, it's about a dollar for like a half litre bottle or something. 6.9% uh, on a hot day that's like 33 degrees centigrade, <laughs> which still don't know what Fahrenheit is. Sorry. It's, it's hot. my head. Yeah, uh, but I think it makes my photography hands more relaxed. Who knows? Because, you know, it loosens me up a little bit for pressing that. We did get finger. some really fantastic photos that day. Pretty, yeah, pretty amazing costumes. Like, it, it's kind of hard not to get a good shot. Yeah, and even some eerie clowns. I mean, oh, I like, hate clowns. most people have the smiley faces, but the clowns with the smiley faces, those costumes actually made them look pretty scary. Yeah, it's almost like insane clown posse sort of stuff. Oh, it was. We got some very cool photos of them. So, all of that on the show notes at travelfreedompodcast.com slash 045. Um, we'll also have the video there that we took yeah, as well. and the video will embed that. So, yeah, highly recommend going to Mascara Festival because it's like, if you go to Brazil, it's going to be quite expensive. It's going to be really, really busy. All of the tourists know about it already. Yeah, because this one is not so busy yet, which is why, like, the press, the press thing, there was only about 50 people in the press thing. But they told us that, like, the year or two before that, there was, like, you know, like, 10 people in the press thing. It's already growing really quickly because it's such a cool festival. And um, also, if you're there in Southeast Asia, going to the Philippines, and you want to try some of the local food whilst you're in Bacolod, and actually all across the Philippines, they've got this chorizo, which they grill up on the barbecue on street corners and stuff. I'll put a photo on the show notes for that as well. It's a bit like the Spanish chorizo, but it's actually a bit sweeter and a bit softer. And it's delicious and grilled. It's really good. Yum, barbecue yum. grilled. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Okay, so it's Airbnb time. Yeah, let's get down to some of the questions that Jack asked us. He's a regular listener of ours, Jack Peacock from Florida. He just wanted us to give a full rundown on Airbnb experience for people who hadn't tried it out before or people who, you know, are just getting yeah. started with Plus, it. Plus, I think we've got a few tips even for those people who have used it. Maybe we've got a few ideas that'll help you if you're not that experienced in it yet. But remember, if you haven't signed up for Airbnb yet, please go through and use our link and get that credit for yourself, $25 or whatever your local currency equivalent is. And that is at travelfreedompodcast.com slash air. Yeah, and remember with that code, not only do you get $25 off your stay, they actually send us $25 to go and use on our next day. So it's we like a referral program. Yeah. So yeah, we, we don't get money, but we get accommodation credit and you guys get accommodation credit. So it's sort of a win-win. Everybody wins. So Everybody's yeah, happy. Do get your credit. Do sign up with our link and uh, that helps us out traveling as well. Okay. Quick summary of what Airbnb is. It's homestay. And that means staying at someone's home. Pretty simple, right? Exactly. So yeah, maybe sometimes you're staying at a host's house. Maybe sometimes he has a private apartment that's empty and he rents it out. Or maybe he's got like a large apartment somewhere where he stays, but he also has like multiple rooms that people stay through Airbnb. Yeah. Some of the options. You'll always pay online in advance. Yep. So there's no sort of haggling with the owner when you arrive. Although you can email them in advance and ask for discounts. We have succeeded in that a few times. So that's a good tip. Don't yeah. think it's definitely a fixed price. 
If you're going to stay for more than a few days or if it's low season, do feel free to email them and go, look, can you give me a small discount? And they'll send you an offer. Exactly. They do do it. They do send you an offer. Airbnb is actually now the biggest accommodation site in the world. Yeah. Lots of people are jumping on this bandwagon. Everyone. It's really good. It's actually a really good system because we've often found that it's cheaper to get a room for the two of us on Airbnb than it would be to get like two dorm beds. Yep. So if you're a solo traveler, find another solo traveler. It's not just for couples. Get a twin room. You might actually spend less and you won't be in a dorm room. I know some people like being in dorm rooms. I think the snoring and stuff can be annoying, but there's also good social aspects. So up to you what sort of experience you want. Maybe mix it up a bit. Airbnb some nights, dorm rooms other nights to meet more people. You know, lots of different options. In expensive cities, it has almost always been the cheapest option apart from dorms. We got a really cheap Airbnb in Paris. Yeah, it was $50 a night for an Airbnb You cannot get a hotel room for $50 a night Not that we could find, no. We did quite a lot of searching. I mean, maybe if you were there in very low season, but we were there in July. Bastille Day. We were there for Bastille Day as well. So yeah, if you were there in low season, you might be okay to cheaper room, but then yeah. also the Airbnbs will be cheaper. And as far as we know, it's still illegal in the, in New York. If there's any New Yorkers out there who are listening, you can confirm or deny this, but we believe that they do not like subletting and it is not allowed. Yes, apparently not. Your government has once again stepped in and pulled the naughty card on you. Oh dear. Federal laws and state laws and yeah. Oh well, let's do some FAQs. Yeah, so kindly enough, Jack was actually able to send us some questions. Who's like, this is the stuff I'd love to know about. And that's really helpful for us. Like, awesome, let's because, answer it. Yeah, we know the answers. It's really easy for us to answer these questions. Of course, we're not first timers on this anymore, so we've probably forgotten what our questions would have been. So it's great to have someone send that in. Anyone else who wants a topic covered, travel related or money related, yeah, feel free to just know. email us and like send us like a few questions or even 10 questions on stuff that you'd actually want covered. And if it sounds like an episode we think would be useful for all listeners, then we will, we will do it. Totally. Which is why we're doing this episode today, because someone actually emailed us. So, okay, so his first question is probably the main question everyone asks about Airbnb is how do you find a safe property? You know, is it safe in general? This is, yeah, this is the number one concern. Everybody who we speak to, uh, even seasoned travelers, they all say, oh, but is it safe? It actually has a really, really, well thought out review system. So you can actually go through and read reviews that other people who have stayed with them have left. You don't just have to look at a star rating, like you can actually read in detail. So importantly, the review system is set up so actually you don't get to see the host's review until when you, you stay at the Airbnb. Once when you stay. you stay at an Airbnb or someone else stays at an Airbnb, that when you leave your review for the host, they can't see that review until they've also left their review. And then once you've both left a review, you can see the reviews, but you can't change the reviews. Yeah. So there is no way of like, you so don't for example, you're guilted into leaving no, a you don't have to review be guilted. Or... or if you leave a bad review, they don't turn around and go, oh, that person left me a bad review. I'm going to leave them a bad review. Like that happens on couch surfing because people can, see, I don't know if they've changed that now, but it they used to it be like that. that way, yeah. It was definitely that way before. And you'd find someone would go, well, I can't leave this person a bad review because then they'll, then they'll leave me a bad, bad review. review. And then my, my spotless record is going to be ruined. Yeah. So you end up leaving sort of nice reviews for people where you're like, actually, the guy was a complete asshole. And yeah, you don't get that problem on Airbnb because they have sorted it out. So the reviews are 100% honest. You can leave whatever you want and you're unlikely to have any issues. So if someone does have a bad experience staying with a host, they're going to say so. They can be very honest about it, and that's fine. That said, there are going to be people on there who are not going to have a lot of reviews because they might be new. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not decent people. They just are just starting out, and they might actually have some of the cheaper accommodation options because they're just trying to build up their reviews to catch up with the other people who have a great 
review yeah. in their area. And just like in the Philippines, uh, many times since then, we have actually stayed with people who had no reviews. And people might say, well, hang on, that's a bit dodgy. Well, someone's got to stay with them the first time, right? And there is two of us. If we're a solo female traveler, then you might not want to go with someone who's got zero reviews, yeah. especially if it's a bloke. But for us, we're like, oh, fuck it, it's fine. One of the good things is, is you can actually contact the host in advance by email. And you can just ask them a few questions or maybe try and organize to have a Skype meeting just to see if there's someone who you think that you would enjoy yeah. staying with. I mean, they may or may not be willing to have a Skype meeting with you because, you know, it's a booking site. It's, yeah, generally it's, email is yeah. enough to get a good scope of what the person I, is. Like. I would never personally ask for a Skype meeting for like a two-night stay Airbnb. If you were going to stay there for a month or something or two weeks. If you're a, if you're a single weeks, female, you might. If you're a single female, you might. I'm just saying that they might not respond. But if they've not been able to get anyone to stay at their place and this is the only way they're going to get their foot in the door and start getting reviews, then yeah, they might be happy to do that. But anyway, the, the review system is really good, so it is pretty safe. Obviously, you could get attacked in a hotel. Uh, you could get attacked anywhere traveling. Travel is not 100% safe. Nothing is 100% safe. You get attacked safe. in your home. Yeah, you get attacked in your home. So, <laughs> like, it is as safe as staying in a dodgy hotel. It's, not it's even safer. a dodgy hotel. These places, you can get, like, luxury penthouses that you can Airbnb. Just because we go for the cheap we options. We go for the budget places. There are villas. There are beautiful, like, homes in the in the Alps that you can go and stay in. Like it is for every budget, not just cheap travelers, like cheap ass travels like we are. Yeah, I think it's no more dangerous than staying anywhere else. No, not um, at all. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So anyway, they send you, once you book, you get sent the address and phone number and you make arrangements for your arrival and that's pretty much it. We'll talk a little bit more about arrival now as well. Um, Jack wanted to know like what happens if you inspect the apartment and it's horrible. First of all, the arrival process, when you turn up, you should have coordinated by phone or email what time you're going to get there. We have ended up standing around outside some apartments going, which apartment is this supposed to be? Because different countries have different systems as to which buzzer means which apartment. And it has been a little bit confusing, but we've never really been stuck for more than like 10 minutes getting no. into a place. And when you think that you're not filling out any forms and you don't have to do your passport photocopies, all that crap you'd normally do when you get to a hotel. I had someone ask for that the other day. For Airbnb? Yeah. Ah, maybe people people might get a bit serious about it. Maybe, maybe. they had a bad experience with someone. Yeah. But I mean, your your passport information is probably registered with Airbnb. I can't remember now because it's been two years since we set that up. But uh, they definitely know who you are. They've got your credit card. So if it's unlikely someone's going to ask you for your passport because if you screw something up and smash up the house, they're going to charge your credit, credit card. card. Yeah. It's going to go through Airbnb. It'll be a complaint. It'll be a problem. But anyway, yeah. So I think the arrival process isn't really that much more complicated than anything else. I suppose it is possible sometimes if you're unlucky, the host might be late, so you might have to wait around, or they might not be able to arrive at the time that you asked them to, and you might have to rearrange a different time, and you do that in advance, and that might be annoying. But we haven't really had that problem at all. No. The other thing to remember is, like I sort of mentioned before, quality is relative to the price you're paying. You get yeah, what you pay for. That's it. It's, Simple. Uh, you know, it's a homestay, guest house sort of situation. You turn up, if you pay $12 a night, it's probably going to be quite a low standard. But there's plenty of pictures on the website. Yeah, you, to, can see. you can see exactly what you should be getting. You've just got to remember that it's someone's home. It's not a hotel room. So the the owner normally cares about where they live. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone, but most people care yeah. about where they live. And if they care about getting more people staying at their house, they're going to do something about it. By and generally, if it's not, people would have said something in the reviews, as we said before. Yeah, other people have left reviews. So plus, I mean, this is a really good point. If there aren't lots of photos or the photos are really blurry and you can't tell what the place looks like, don't book it. 
or email them and ask them for more photos, better photos. Yeah. Because some hosts just don't realize that shit photos means they won't get anyone staying there. People genuinely don't know this. No. Like they will put up any old photo and think, oh, people can see what it looks like. And actually we're a bit more savvy and we go, it looks terrible because I can't see the photos properly. You've taken a photo of a sink rather than a photo of the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know if there's even a shower. Yeah. Like we can't see what's in the rooms. And but that's just how it is. They do have a system that if you do not like the property that you've turned up at, Airbnb doesn't actually pay the host for 24 hours after you arrive. So if there is any sort of complaint or discrepancy, you contact Airbnb straight away and that money will not be released to the host until that complaint is fixed. Yeah, and they've got an emergency phone number as well. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to have to wait for them to reply by email, you're like, oh my God, I haven't got that much time. You can actually phone them. So that makes it easy. Phone them on Skype. Don't use your phone, phone them on Skype, save some money on that as well. Um, but yeah, saying that, just because places are cheap doesn't mean they're bad. The place we stayed uh, in Mazuga in the Sahara Desert before we went on our camel trek was $13 a night, and it was awesome. I was really impressed with uh, that We'll place, put a photo actually. on the show notes. You won't believe how nice this place was for Came $13. with Wi-Fi. We're in the middle of the Sahara, and we had Wi-Fi. Yeah, we thought, oh, we'll get there, and there won't be any Digital options. detox. Digital detox. No. No, we had Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Get some work done. Go on a camel trek. Come back, get some more get work some done. Work. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit crazy. Really nice place. He had a really nice family as well. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about the Sahara in a couple of months' time when it gets a bit closer to the season. Right now, it's very, very hot there. So we will be doing an episode about our experience in the Sahara. So look out for that one, probably coming up in sort of late September. All right. So the next sort of question that Jack was looking at was, do the hosts actually care much about when you stay there? Are they helpful? Or do they just like give you the key and say, good luck? Well, it varies. It just completely varies. We've had all of the above. Most of the hosts are really welcoming because they want you to leave them a good review. I find like in general, always welcoming. So, like, yeah, as we said earlier in the Philippines, we got breakfast and a guide service, pretty much. We weren't expecting any of that yeah. for $15 a night. I mean, like, wow, that's crazy. Uh, in Athens, the guy in Athens came and met us after midnight with the key. He just yeah. turned up in a car and was like, here you go, shit, because we came really late. So it was really nice of him to actually come out that late. And then he also piled us into his car and took us somewhere to go find oh, some yeah. late night food. That's right. He drove us up the road to get a kebab. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Or gyros. Gyros. Giros, as it is in Athens. Yeah, and he was really helpful. He was like, you know, we would have actually hung out with him and gone out for a beer, but we were at the TBEX conference that week and we literally didn't have time. No, but he offered, so he did say like, you know, if you want to come out with me and my friends for a drink, then we can, yeah, he was really which nice. is awesome. Our host, Nicholas in Bologna, was really friendly. We turned up sort of lunchtime and he was like, cool, I'll make you some pasta pesto. He did it the authentic style and it was delicious. It was really good. Because like we make our own pasta pesto all the time. And then to actually have an Italian make it exactly right, we're like, oh shit, we've been doing it yeah. wrong for years. He gave us a ride to the airport when we left and everything. He was very helpful. Really nice guy. Yeah. Also, more recently, we stayed with Marco in Budapest. He's also an Italian living in Budapest. Beautiful room no. for like $25. Spotless. Such a nice apartment. Yeah. Private bathroom as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a great apartment that was for $25 a night, really close to the center of Budapest. And, you know, when we turned up, he just gave us all the information about where we should go, like we told him things that we liked and he said you should try going to this place and this place. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, On the bad side, we haven't had, you know, it hasn't always We haven't had many rainbows. bad ones. We haven't actually. Uh, one we had one host in Thessaloniki. The bathroom was disgusting. It just, it was grimy and it was an old bathroom so it had that like old bathroom stank to it. And I know you can't help that, but you can clean it. Like it was grimy. Yeah, it just hadn't been cleaned. I mean, we don't mind stuff being old. Obviously we knew we were renting something quite budget. Although I think it was almost $40. It was about $36, it was yeah, $36, $36 a night. A so, night. I mean, for Greece, all right, that price is sort of 
average, but uh, we couldn't get anything cheaper in Thessaloniki, so we went with that one, and it really wasn't good at that she price. She also reason. did sit around all night smoking pot in, yeah. in the lounge room. And, you know, we're not prudes or anything, but it's like, Jesus Christ, we had no idea that that, you know, she did say that smoking was allowed. She didn't verify what sort of smoking. Yeah, we appreciate people might not put that on their public profile that they're going to smoke a load of weed, but we're like, Women's seriously? Women's clothes and shit are going to smell like weed. It was yeah, it, yeah, that sort of sucked. So we left them a slightly worse review. Most people, we leave five It's mostly about the bathroom, actually. Yeah. I was more pissed about the bathroom than We the don't really care that people smoke weed. It's fine. But it's just like... It stank. It did stink a lot. She, it's it not like... It was in the wall. Yeah. It's been embedded in the walls. It's not like one of those people who has the odd joint. It was all night, every night, for three nights. She'd just sit in that room with her friend for like eight hours smoking weed. Yeah. Like, okay, this is your lifestyle. But don't have people on Airbnb stay with you if that's your lifestyle. Unless you're going to warn them about it. Exactly. And it's but, not on. But that said, that is honestly like the only really that's the only bad Airbnb yeah. experience I don't think we've had. had any really bad experiences and yeah someone smoking a bit of weed in a dirty bathroom is annoying but it's not, it's not the end of the world is it yeah. but obviously if you've got a little bit more money to spend you're probably never going to have any of these problems no it is just because we always try and find passes. the cheap places because you know it's affordable travel for us that's what we've got to do to change this I want to move into luxury travel yes one day we'll move into luxury travel okay so uh, also Jack wanted to know sort of just the typical condition of the rooms and like the devices appliances and things you get as we said it depends on the price it really just depends on the price I've had some terrible beds in budget hotels I've had a couple of terrible beds in Airbnbs, but not that, that many. That place in the Sahara was like one of the best oh, beds yeah. I'd slept on for in $30. ages. Yeah, so really nice. It comes back to the same thing. Look at the photos, uh, see what other people have left the reviews. As far as like appliances go, it's just like as if you're staying at your friend's house. Like, yeah, maybe their toaster broke this week. That's really bad luck, you know, but otherwise everything else is going to be working because they need their stuff to work, right? People replace stuff when it breaks. It's not like some hostel trying to shave a few dollars off their monthly Although fee. Although you should be aware that now more and more hostels are actually putting their rooms on Airbnb. Yep, in some true. places. So you've got to be aware of if you're actually staying at a place with people or if you're staying in a hostel. Yeah, check it out because you might book a place thinking it's a homestay and actually it's just a hostel. So Once again, pay attention to the pictures. Pay attention. It's you, you can you'll tell. be fine. You'll notice you the difference. You'll see when it's a dorm room with eight beds in it's obviously a hostel. Yeah. But yeah, dorms are now featured on there. And although the guy from Airbnb is like, I don't want to feature hotel rooms, he seems to be happy to let hostel rooms slip through the net. Yeah, we had a really nice one in Faro. And those oh, people were really great. nice. And we got, you know, the, the service of the people were fantastic. It got really cold. So they went and bought us a yeah. heater. That, and there was a kitchen to use. 11 US dollars a night. That place for was fantastic. A twin room in and there was Farrow. that rooftop place where we could work all day. Yeah, they had a sun terrace and the Wi-Fi just about worked still up on the sun terrace oh, that and we was sat nice. there. So for eleven dollars a night, it's because it was off season, it's normally like forty dollars a night there, but yeah, that's pretty good. So one of the other questions that Jack has was about noise and neighbours. Are you going to have a problem with that sort of thing? Well, talking about Faro, for example, the people in the room next to us were really noisy and they were coming in at like 5am. Oh 5 my god, she snored oh, like a yeti! German woman who's, well woman, I say girl, she's only about 21 or something, oh. but yeah, she just warthog all night. Oh my god! She was like, almost as bad as that dude from the dorm the other day. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk about the guy from the dorm. Oh. That was back in episode 41, I think we were Bad talking about that. snores. This is why we don't stay in dorms. But this wasn't, this just happened to be really... It was kind of thin walls and, oh my goodness. Yeah, but, you know, then again, on the other hand, we're saying about Budapest just now, that place, really quiet. 
Yeah. And yeah, like Marco was quiet as a church mouse. He really didn't make any noise. We didn't get woken up. He let us sleep in. He let us stay in the room late. Obviously, yeah, you can have neighbors who are noisy, but in a dorm or hotel, you can have neighbors that are noisy. And sure, you can call the reception and say, can you get these guys to shut up? Or you can go to the host and go, can you get the other guys who are staying in the other room to shut up? Or you can knock on the door and tell them to shut up. Um, obviously, if it's neighbors next door or something, it's just bad luck. Everyone's got neighbors. We've stayed in hostels where you can't open the window at night because if you do, the street noise is so loud that you won't get any sleep. So really, it's exactly the same as anywhere. Uh, there is no difference. It's but just good luck and bad luck. If it happens to be your host that's loud, then you can complain to yeah, Airbnb. Yeah, I'd complain to Airbnb if your host was having a party at 3 a.m. without asking you first. Obviously, if you want a party at 3 a.m., yeah, fine. this can turn into some cool host situations where you hang out with some dudes who are really fun and they, they get you drunk. Why not? But if you don't like it, yeah, just tell them. And if they don't shut up straight away, you complain and try and get a refund or a discount. So yeah, one of the other questions was probably related to the, the general safety thing. Have we actually encountered any sketchy situations ourselves? Like felt like after we booked shit, we shouldn't have booked here. Really, Thessaloniki, the story we already told, was the only one that uh, we've had. We also booked one in Barcelona that turned out to be in a bit uh, of a shitty area of town. Well, yeah, but... It was really close we, to everything, they, but... Someone tried to mug us on the way to the apartment. Which is not that surprising Well, pickpocket, actually, not mug. Yeah, pickpocketing in Barcelona happens a lot. If you're walking around with your big bags, you're a real obvious target. It was a bit silly of us to walk past those guys. But we should have gone around. Also, a friend of ours said, you're staying in that area? Yeah. Like, what are you staying in that area? Slightly for? less desirable part of town. The guys who had that Airbnb, they were just a little odd. They were like really friendly and then really offish and then really friendly and really offish. And it was just weird. The English, they didn't speak very they good They didn't speak English, very good English, but it wasn't just that. They just seemed- They're just a bit strange. They're just a bit strange. Just a bit strange. So that happens. Yeah, I left them a slightly less good review, but I mean, I'm like, okay, people are weird. Like the receptionist at your hotel could be a complete dick. A complete dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, doik. Like a bit doik. 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 <laughs> he, could be a, he could be a doik, alright? He could be a doik. So you just don't know, do you? You don't know. You can't predict these things. But if someone's left bad reviews of them, then you do know. So no one had left bad reviews of him. Maybe most people who'd stayed there before had been Spanish. So there wasn't like a weird language barrier weirdness. Okay, so one other question was just about can you cook at Airbnb rentals? Same as anywhere else. If it lists it has a kitchen, then it does. Yep. If it says it doesn't, then it doesn't. We pick up stuff from the supermarket nearby all the time when we stay at Airbnbs, and we've never had a problem using kitchens. No, we've had everything from hosts going, you know, I've got plenty of pasta and rice and yeah, stuff. Yeah, use, use my use stuff. whatever you want, to people going, tea and coffee and, and everything, but just don't, you know, eat any of our food. You know, yeah. Bring so, it but they're happy for you to cook your But own. normally those ones, yeah, if it's just tea and coffee, which one place was, it actually said on the thing, no kitchen facilities. Yeah. They had a kitchen, but they didn't want anyone using it. So That's, that was what the listing said. Got yeah. to read the listing. Um, air conditioning. Do they normally have air conditioning and does it actually work? Uh, if it says they've got aircon, it'll work. If it doesn't work, you want to get a refund or you want to get a discount Absolutely. because they're advertising a thing that they don't offer. It's the same story all the way through as you can probably pick up now is... You just got to sort of think of it almost as like a hotel booking system. If yeah. they say that they have something, then they bloody better have it. Yeah. If not, you complain and get your money back. And, and as we said, with that holding of money, 
by Airbnb, it does mean that you can, as long as you complain within, you know, you don't just stay there for a couple of days and then go, oh, I might complain yeah. now. you got to complain. you got to complain straight away and then they will, you know, they'll deal with the situation. I think if your aircon broke down halfway through, it's like, well, that's A, not really their fault and B, they'd probably make an effort to do something about it. Oh, and they totally. won't even offer you a discount because most people who are hosting want to get good reviews, as we said before. So just think about it like that. Most people want good reviews. Some people might be naturally doiks and so, you know, they're just doiks anyway, but otherwise uh, most regular people are going to help you out. So that's all of Jack's questions that we have, but I've got a few little points that we wanted to make as well. In case you didn't realize already, Airbnb, of course, make their money by charging fees. So every time you go to book something, it's a 12% fee, which goes to them. And when you actually that do your- That is non-refundable. That is non-refundable. We're going to talk about refunds in a second as well. You do not get the 12% back and you do not see it advertised when you do a search. It only comes up once you've gone onto the page to look at the property more in depth. So you have to click through and then it adds the 12% on. So easy enough for you to just calculate in your head, well, this is going to be 12% more than whatever it says on the listing. Yeah. That's simple, right? Okay. Let's talk about cancellation policies and refund stuff because this is really important. And I think a lot of people, I've heard some real horror stories from people not realizing what the policy was this and is not getting like, any money back. This is one of the first things we look at when yeah, looking at an always. Airbnb place. We go straight to the flexibility of cancellation because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So the main one that we use is I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes as well so you can actually go and look at the exact policies or you can just search cancellation policy on Google for Airbnb. It's pretty easy. You've got things called like flexible, strict, moderate, and there is also a 28-day policy. I'll talk about that in a second. So essentially, if you're on strict, which is the most sort of the most sucky, but actually there is some more that are even more strict, which are like strict 30 days and strict seven days. But the standard strict one is seven days if you book you are only going to get 50% of your money back if you cancel with more than seven days notice. So you've already lost 50% of your money and, and all the Airbnb fees. So you've lost 62% of the total fee if you book a strict, which is why strict sucks. If you book a strict 30 day, then you have to cancel more than 30 days in advance to get any money back. Otherwise you've lost all the money. Yeah. So it's, Just yeah. like a hotel, the reason why they have these strict policies is because it's high season and they could have someone else in that room. And if you cancel at the last minute, then they've missed out on money. Yeah, it just, it really sucks. As opposed to that, like the more flexible option is called flexible, of course, and it's a full refund apart from the 12% fees up to one day before arrival. So that's actually really flexible. You can cancel any time until the last day. If you do cancel after that last day, you still only lose one night and then the rest of the thing is paid back. So we try to look for flexible all the time because that just makes it much easier for us. We rarely ever cancel these things, but just in case, it's yeah. nice to know we're going to get some money back. Um, they also have a moderate policy that sits somewhere in between the two of those. There's also two different types of bookings that you can do these days on Airbnb because generally you will contact the host and go, can you accommodate me for these dates? Are you available? And they will come back to you and say, yay or nay. But they actually now have an instant booking system. You need to really check the cancellation policies on that because the instant booking can be very strict. Yeah, the money will go straight through. And yep. that'll be it. I mean, it doesn't go straight to the host. Airbnb hold that money, as we said before. They hold it until after you've started your stay. In case there's a dispute, they don't want to give the money over. But it does mean you might not get anything back. If you click instant book, it might be like, oh, it's too late. Yeah. So now this is the one that I actually didn't know about until I did a little bit of extra research for this episode. But there is a strict 28-night policy thing. This has nothing to do with when you get a refund. This is if you book more than 28 nights in one go. If you're booking like a monthly basis and you cancel you are quite possibly going to lose your entire month, your first month, every single dollar, all the fees are going to go. 
unless it's part of a dispute where you're like you turn up and the place is a shithole. But if you if you book a one month rental and then like a week later you go ah crap I can't go anymore. Even if it's months in advance that you're canceling, you are probably going to lose every dollar, and that's a lot of money when you book a month rental. So this makes it like unless you are 100% sure you'll go into this place, long term rentals with Airbnb are a little bit concerning. So this is something we've been looking into doing. We never actually did it, and now I'm really glad that I've checked this policy. And this is a standard policy for any Airbnb that you book over 28 nights. So even if it says flexible on the actual booking, if you book more than 28 nights, it is no longer flexible. It is considered a monthly booking, and it gets changed. Now I'm saying this from what I've just read on their website. I could be wrong, but that's what I've come to understand、yeah. from reading it. As always, go through and read the T's and C's. Read it yourself. Make sure you agree with me. That's the reading that I get from looking at it. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not taking responsibility if I'm wrong on that position, but that appears to be what it says. So yeah, if you want a long-term stay, make damn sure that you actually are going to go and do it. Otherwise, don't book on Airbnb. Another quick one: weekly and monthly. Bookings. Yeah, so sometimes you can actually see they have it listed that they will have for a week stay, they will have it at a cheaper price, or for a monthly stay, they will offer it at a cheaper price. This can be also sometimes negotiated, so that's a good thing. You can be like, hey, I see you have it for this price. You know, can you give me a bit of a discount, like we said before? Or it can also turn out that if you're just staying for six nights and it's cheaper to book seven, book seven and leave early. Yeah, why, why not? not? Yeah, so、They don't always, care. Always They're getting paid.、Out. They、yeah. don't have to have you in their house. Yeah, if you're going to do a six-night stay, always check out what the weekly price is. Some of them have it, some of them don't have it.、The、last little thing. This is going to be really obvious once you go on the site. If you haven't been on the site, the the map search function is really cool. I don't know if this works on your phone, but it works on the iPad and it works on the computer. So I haven't checked it on the phone, but it just means that it pops up with the prices all over the map. So it's not just like I mean, like on Booking.com or something, you've got a little dot and you have to click on it to find out what the price is. But on Airbnb, it literally pops up with the price. Yeah, you can see exactly where the location、yeah. of the property is and the, and the price of it. And you can filter for prices really easily. You can filter、easily. for amenities as well. Yeah, if you, you do require a washing、stuff. machine because you need to, you know, wash your dirty clothes, you can filter for that. If you do definitely need Wi-Fi, filter for that. If you do need a kitchen, filter for that. Yeah, and laundry is not always free with Airbnb. If it says you have a washer included, that doesn't mean it's price included necessarily. You've got to check the information to see if there is also a fee for that. So yeah, that's Airbnb. If anyone does have any more questions about Airbnb, please feel free to email us at info@travelfreedompodcast.com or tweet through to us at mytravelfreedom. We are more than happy to answer more questions about Airbnb anytime. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is almost the end of the show. Travel homework. Yes, I know you love it. Everyone loves travel homework. Yeah, so it's very easy today. We just want you to head to travelfreedompodcast.com/air, sign up for Airbnb. You don't have to use it just yet, but why not just you know put yourself into the system, get that credit for yourself for your first day, and、uh, just go have a little bit of a search around some of the different options in different places that you might want to visit. Yeah, they've been running this credit thing for over a year now, but that doesn't mean they'll run it forever. So get in and get your credit now, whilst it's definitely still running. Because at any point they might just withdraw this entire policy. Yeah. Because we don't know. They're getting bigger and bigger all the time, and they're making it more like we're now in control of everything. So they may go, we don't need referrals anymore. So we're not giving away credit. So always worth jumping on and doing it whilst it's definitely available.、Uh, also, if you want to learn more about the Central Visayas region, which was the part of the Philippines we were talking about, 
island of Negros. Uh, the other places we visited were the island of Cebu and the island of Bohol. Bohol. Um, we actually did a podcast back in January with the Amateur Traveler, who's one of the biggest travel podcasts. He always does destination stuff. It's designed for people who are going on vacation, so it's quite different from what we talk about, where it's more about long-term travel and getting deals and stuff. It's all about like just what can you do in a week if you're going somewhere. But we did an episode with him. We talked about all the amazing beaches, a bit of diving and swimming with whale sharks. Yeah, pretty amazing place to visit. Why not take a look in the show notes and you can also listen to that episode on the same show notes for this episode, travelforeedpodcast.com slash zero four five. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at MyTravelFreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.